This reading is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the dwelling place of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the former things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And he also said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Let's open our hearts to the Lord as we turn to the scriptures. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We pray that you would strengthen us. We pray that you would fill us with comfort and with hope again. Draw near to each one of us. We open our hearts to you now. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I think by the time the six o'clock news began on Thursday, I think most of us knew what was coming. Yet when the announcement finally arrived at 6.32, perhaps like you, I found myself quite teary. Many, many people have put into words what Her Majesty meant to them. The great and the good have tried to encapsulate who she was and what she meant to us. They've talked of a sense of a vacuum opening up. They've talked of a sense of an ever-there presence, now gone. And most people have talked of a servant queen forever in our hearts. And servant queen, for me, I think is the right expression. And my tears pointed, I think, to a profound respect, as well as a deep affection, and my own personal longing for my own life to become and reflect a little 
of the humble servant character that Her Majesty the Queen represented throughout her life. Our longest serving British monarch soared above the fads, the farces and the sometimes superficial frivolities of modern culture. Though she and her monarchy endured periods of unpopularity in the late 60s and 70s and again in the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana, she now, in 2022, goes to glory enjoying a treasured and revered place in the heart of the nation and in our hearts, carved through embodying values which so often feel the polar opposite to so much that is held up in modern life. The character traits she showed were perseverance, stability, dutiful servanthood, the ability to say little or even nothing at all in self-justification or self-preservation, endurance, through sorrow and humility in triumph. Isn't this why we loved the marmalade sandwiches in her handbag with Paddington? She was being celebrated for an unrivaled 70-year reign. And what we will remember of that moment is not her regaled in pomp and pageantry, but unassuming and humble sharing tea and not forgetting her snack. As she gently shared at Christmas so often, her values, her character, were, was born from a different source. It was born from her faith in God and her Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ provided <clears throat> provided an alternative grand narrative that soared above the trivialities of this world and swept her up into what she called in her Christmas message at the turn of the millennium, a framework of personal accountability in which she tried to live her life, where the teachings of Jesus became the guiding light for her. The teachings of Jesus include so many things, but Jesus taught that he was the resurrection and the life, and Jesus was no hypocrite. Jesus' teachings matched his deeds as he rose from death three days after his cruel death. And when he rose in resurrection, his death was pointing forward to what we read this morning from the penultimate chapter of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 21. What we've heard is an awesome vision of the world made new, of the world with an end to mourning and crying, of death itself even being put to death, and of God himself dwelling amongst us, wiping every eye, and mending all that is broken. This is the great story that she lived beneath, the story of stories. And when I say story, I do not mean fiction. 
All of us live and innately sense the cruelty of loss, of which sting points us to the fact that there must be something more. It's wrong. There must be something beyond. We innately sense in the despair of sadness that longing for eternal, inexpressible joy. This longing is what the Bible calls how God sets eternity in all of our hearts. That longing, that ache for all things to be put right and all to be made new. What Revelation 21 tells us is that where we're heading to is the symphony to life's prelude. The main act compared to life's warm-up. The grand narrative set against the foreword that this life really is. In the final book of the Chronicles of Narnia, The Last Battle, C.S. Lewis, right at the end, describes Revelation 21 and what we are receiving in the world being made new. He describes Lucy and the children realising all their life in the world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and title page. Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever and ever and in which each chapter is better than the one before. This is where history is heading, but that isn't to mean that we adopt the approach that life is meaningless and has no value here and now. Quite the opposite. Her Majesty gave us the ultimate example to counter this, that life does matter. But what this does mean is that life is a preparation. Life is a preparation in which we make choices every day as we go along our journey. A preparation that can at times be confusing and perplexing. A preparation that isn't sugary and perfect, but includes trials and difficulty. A preparation we must travel through even now as we are experiencing a world full of uncertainties. A brand new chapter with new leadership in our nation, with all of the global crises that are brought to our minds from the media. But knowing the end of the story means we can find hope in the here and now. Hope that God, as we read, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is before all life, and will outlive all life, the beginning and the end, that God really is seated on the throne of the world. Hope that when we, you and I, serve selflessly in this life, we're helping the world look a little more like it will look forever one day. Hope that when our greatest strength fails, when our fears surround us and when our disappointments pile up, that God sees and knows 
and one day will make all things new. As C.S. Lewis put it somewhere else, that day when every dark and sorrowful thing will be rewound and undone. This is the heart of faith in the Lord Jesus who came 2,000 years ago to give us the power to choose how to live in the light of his better story. Not to lift us out of all trial, but to be with us in it. To give to each of us forgiveness when we are complicit in the despoiling of life. And to swing wide the doorway to heaven itself and his eternal future on earth when all things finally will be made new. Her Majesty lived as an example to us all because she lived in the light of this story of all stories. Her Majesty lived in humility because her Lord Jesus washed the feet of others in humility. She lived to serve us because her Lord Jesus lived to serve us. And she gave her life to this nation because she knew her Lord Jesus gave his life for every nation. We now face a future unknown to most of us in this room today. A future with an earthly king upon the throne of this country. A brand new king with a brand new prime minister, with a brand new government, and all as yet unknown. But we would do well drawing strength from the witness of our Queen today to believe in God, to believe in his son Jesus Christ, and to serve him and others after the, the manner and fashion of our servant Queen. The Queen was in the presence of her chaplain and she once exclaimed, how I wish the Lord would come and make all things new in my lifetime. Why? asked her chaplain. The Queen replied with quivering lips and her whole countenance lit up with deep emotion. I should so love to lay my crown at his feet. Amen.